Hi, good morning. My name is Ishmael Duwaykat. I'm a professor in agronomy and horticulture. I'm a, the sorghum and millet breeder, and recently I started working with him. Him breeding program at the University of Nebraska. First, what is him? Him is cannabis species. There are cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and a cannabis rhodiolus. All these three species, the cannabis sativa and indica came from the Himalayan, okay? Uh, the rhodiolus came from Colombia and the tropics. The difference between them is the indica has a wider leaf, shorter blends. Sativa has thinner leaf and taller blends. And the rudialis is a short blend and it has the autoflowering gene on it. Sativa and indica respond to the day length. When the day is short, they flower. So hemp is a dioecious blend. What I mean by dioecious is like us. The male here is separate from the female. That's a dioecious species. So to be able to get seed on the female, you have to pollinate it by the male. And I, as you see in here, males start flowering about two weeks before the female to ensure that there is enough pollen for the female. And it continue about six weeks, up to even 10 weeks if the condition is right. So the males stay flowering for a long, long time. Uh, why hemp? Hemp is used, is the seed is very rich in oil, oil and protein. It has about 30% oil, 25% protein with all the essential amino acids. So it's an excellent food, super food. So it has so many uses. You could use it for feed, for food, uh, for biofuel production for biodiesel. You could use it to produce paint, uh, the stock, has so much fiber in it, so we could use it for fiber production, clothes, uh, robes, and then in the middle of the stock, what we call it, hempcrete. So you could take it, mix it with gypsum and water, and make building blocks. So you could build houses with the hemp stock. So there are so many uses for it. The breeding program here at the University of Nebraska started back in 2016 after the best of the Farm Bill 2014, the government said that the universities and the USDA offices start, could start pilot, pilot project on hemp production. So, but that time they said that we only can import seed from overseas. So we were restricted to buy seed from overseas, so we bought seed from Canada. And when you buy Canadian seed, put them in the United States or in Nebraska, they flower too, sh too soon. Because in Canada, they have longer days. And in Nebraska and the other states in the United States have a shorter days. So that's what I said. Cannabis is a, a sh respond to photo period very well. So when we planted that Canadian hemp in, uh, in the greenhouse and the field, it's flower when it's two feet tall. So it's no good. So we decided that if we are going to do any breeding, we have to use, dif have to use different plants, different sources. But as you know, that most of the hemp seed and varieties are owned by companies. And since we don't have any germ blast collection, 
we have no choice but to come in here and collect seed from the wild type. As in Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Minnesota, Indiana have a lot of wild hemp that's been grown here for the best 150 years for fiber. And this hemp, because it's growing all over the place for the best 150 years, got acclimated, adapted. So you could find hemp in Scotts Bluff, in the Sand Hill, and you find it in here. There are two different types of plants. Some are drought resistant, some are salt resistant, some are insect resistant. So these plants, since they have been growing here for the best 150 years, 200, get adapted to insect, to drought, the flooding. So to me, they represent the best starting material to start breeding, plant breeding program. So what I did for the best two years, I drove throughout the state of Nebraska, 88 counties, and I collected seed from about, I would say about 1,000 plants. And I selected the plants that are unique, that there is a variation for flowering, for plant type, for plant height. You could see even here, within this small batch, there are two different types, you could see male that has red stem, male that has green stem. So, and it's the same thing. You could see different maturity type, even with this one batch. Imagine when you go throughout the state of Nebraska, there is a huge, huge variation. So with this one, I said, we'll start with this one here and then clean it, back cross it, and select an, uh, the adapted varieties that are unique and are have higher yield and meet all the requirements. So what we are looking for in him, we are looking for higher oil, higher protein, higher cannabinoids, because hemp used for, in addition to the feed and food, you could, it's medicinal. to produce CBD, CBG, CBA, so these are good for medicine. So we are selecting also for hemp that has low THC and CBD. I need to mention, as I should have mentioned earlier, that we are only allowed to work with industrial hemp, hemp that has less than 0.3% THC, okay? That's the psychoactive material. We are not allowed to work with anything that has higher, more than 0.3% THC. So we have to be careful. When we select a plant, we have to test them for THC and make sure that we, may, we maintain the THC at lower level. So as I mentioned earlier, the only source of variation we have in him is the wild material that are scattered throughout the state of Nebraska. To increase the variability, what I did, I took one line, I self the seed, I enter across it, I should say, because you cannot self him and create a large number of seeds. And then what I did, I did use the EMS, ethyl methyl sulfonate, to mutate the seed. Mutation genetics to increase the variability. And as you see in here, this is one sign of a mutation that you have a big variation in the leaves. And you could see in here, so the variation or the variegation is an indication of a sterility. So this one here, what we are going to do after this, I'm crossing it with one male, 
all the females in here, a cross with one male, and then I'm going to take the seed and plant it out in the field, and then screen for different mutation. My main goal is to create male sterile hem, male and female sterile. So when you blend that hem, pollen from outside, it doesn't matter. Because one of the most important thing now of growing hemp, especially hemp for CBD, farmers are scared so much of the wild hemp pollen that come and pollinate their plant. When that happens, that will reduce the concentration of CBD in their material and then will bring them less profit. So that's one of the main focus for me now is to produce male and female sterile hemp. And we are starting with EMS, and we are also going to use chromosome doubling with calcicine. Double the chromosome and produce triploid, like watermelon, seedless watermelon. So we are going to have seedless hemp. All what you can get at it is the bud that loaded with CBD or CBG or CBN, the cannabinoid that could be used for medicinal reason. The other thing, we are also looking for big seed in hemp. Big seed to see if we have higher protein and a bigger in the big seed. Big seed, I guess like in sorghum and millet, will give you bigger seedling and will be able to compete with wheat. One of the problem we have with hemp so far, because it's a new crop, we don't have any registered herbicide for it. So one of the objective with using EMS is to select for herbicide tolerant hemp. So we could use at least the ALS uh, type of herbicide and hemp to control white leaf and grasses. One of the unique thing about hemp is it's very easy to propagate. You could take cutting like this one here, that one here, you put some growth regulator hormone in the bottom in here, and you put it in the soil, and then you cover it, and in 10 days, you have a plant. So, since we cannot do any selfing with him because it's dioecious crop, you could take cutting from your favorite plant and increase that population by cuttings, okay? So you could grow hemp by seed, like you see in here. We just put it in these uh, seedling trays, or you could do it by cuttings.